Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What up, everybody? This is Rob Brandt. And this is Rick Brandt, and we are the Brothers Brandt. Welcome to episode 128, the NFL football on Thanksgiving tradition. Rob, this podcast episode is all about Turkey Day. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble. And for our listeners on YouTube, uh, I, I am dying. It is flu season. And, you know... There's no, there's no such thing as the IR and the brothers brand. You just, you just power through. You're powering through Rob. I'm proud of what you're doing. And listen, folks, if you want to send any well wishes, you send them to the brothers brand, you shout them out, Rob Brandt, get better, feel well soon, get well soon, feel well soon. In, in lieu of flowers, you can make a donation to the human fund. <laughs> Always love a good Seinfeld reference to kick off a pod. You know it's going to be a good episode when Jerry Seinfeld makes an appearance in the first minute. All right, here we go, guys. Ready? Football, family, fun, and a whole lot of food. That's what makes Thanksgiving holiday special for millions of Americans around the country. And in this episode, we are going to highlight the tradition and the history behind NFL games on Thanksgiving Day to get you ready for this year's Turkey Day happening Thursday, November 24th. A couple days from now. Yeah, we're recording this podcast on the eve of Thanksgiving, just getting ready for it here, a few days to go. This year's games, Rob, I think you could make the case are the best games in a long time. We've had for many years... Just some pitiful matchups that almost mm. almost makes watching the game secondary. But I think yeah. 
This year, they come to the forefront. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got the Lions always playing, and they're playing the Bills. Yeah, they're hosting the Buffalo Bills. You got a team in Buffalo that coincidentally had a home game last week on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns, but because of six feet of snow in Buffalo, New York, they decided to move the game <laughs> to Detroit, Michigan, a dome stadium. The Bills beat the Browns. And now four days later, return to the Motor City to now take on those very Lions, which they were in their locker room just a few days ago as the home team. I wonder if they even came back or if they just stayed out there. They came home. There was some logistics there. I think if it hadn't been such a last minute put together game against the Browns in Detroit, if there had been more planning, like, for example, when East Coast teams oftentimes go and play West Coast teams in back-to-back weeks. They'll stay Those out teams there. will stay out there versus flying back and then going back and then coming home. Like, yeah. I agree. It would have made maybe a little bit more sense, but it's only an hour and a half flight from Buffalo to Detroit. Not that far. Mm-hmm. Plus, they didn't have all the logistics planned out in advance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're right. You've got Buffalo who's who's competing to be one of the top teams in the AFC. Detroit just had this crazy surprise victory on the road last week in New York against the Giants, who were hot at the time. We'll find out if they're for real or not. But I think Woodsy and the Lions hosting the Bills is going to be a great game at 1230 Eastern time on CBS. Our boys, Tony Romo and Jim Nance, are going to have the call. That's going to be a first excellent appetizer to get the day going. Absolutely. I love that. We got a little appetizer there, a little, um, you know, green bean casserole, if you will. Oh, yeah. Get get a little get a little apps going here. Get a little apps going, Rob. What's, what your, kind what's of your what's what your top you like what's your top five? Give me your top five. Food. You want my top five apps? Uh, uh, no, Thanksgiving food. Thanksgiving. All right. So you got to have the turkey. If you don't have the turkey, you're not having Thanksgiving. That's my rule. OK, that's where's that's- turkey on the five. It's got to be number one. It's the number one staple, okay? If you're not having turkey, it's not a Thanksgiving. It's just a dinner. That's all it is, all right? It's Thanksgiving, turkey. That's what it, the days are synonymous okay. with that. Next, number two, I like sweet potatoes with marshmallows on top. That's my number two. Mm-hmm. I'm going to stick in the potato family. I like the sliced scalloped potatoes, too. This is cooks a nice scalloped potato. I love it, all right? That's my number three. Mm. Um, I, listen, some people don't necessarily like the greens, but I like them. I like the greens. It doesn't matter what kind of greens. Give me some string beans. Give me some asparagus. Give me some uh, broccoli, whatever it is. I like a little bit of greens. Throw me a little bit of greens in there. And then for dessert, I mean, in that list has got to be some pumpkin pie, Rob. Got to be some pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. What, what do you say? Mm, that's good. That's good stuff. All right, so... We'll go. We'll go with dessert first, and uh, I always start my meals thinking about dessert first. When I go out to a restaurant, first question: Can I see a dessert menu? I want to know. I want to work backwards through my meal so I can enjoy my favorite part of the meal, which is dessert. Exactly. You want to reverse engineer this so you know what you're working with at the end. You want to save a little bit extra room. The last thing anyone needs is for the dessert cart to get rolled around. And you got no, you not, you got no room left in the tank. Like right. the- you don't prepare for success. Mm-hmm. You're preparing mm-hmm. to fail. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
I'm going number five, apple pie. Apple pie. And I, that was right there. You had only given me five. So I went with I like it. I apple like pie it. is glorious. I like it with like, you know, it's got to have some really juicy apples in there. Some nice sauce in there. Cinnamon, a little bit of cinnamon. If you don't have cinnamon, you get the hell out of here. Okay. I agree. Yeah. That's an apple pie right there. Put some whipped cream on that. Maybe a little, maybe a little vanilla bean ice cream. So oh, melt that a little bit. That's the and then perfect. Num number perfect four, we're going turkey. I get it. You got to have the turkey, but I'm going number four. It sneaks in there. Um, I could go, uh, to be honest, Rick, I could go without the turkey. Um, Do you like uh, dark meat? Or are you a, a light? What kind of meat are you with the turkey? I'm a light kind of guy. I'm a light kind of guy. But douse it. Douse it in in uh, gravy. Heavy gravy. Heavy gravy. And I don't discriminate. I like the dark meat. I like the light meat. I like a nice I like a nice. Your nice stomach little... doesn't discriminate. Chicken wing. Give me the give me the thighs. Give me the skin. drumstick. Skin. Oh yeah, nice piece of All skin. Right. So so now we're moving on. So we're, so we're at three now, and three. You know, like you, I got to get the greens in there. I would so I would go green bean casserole. Shelby makes it. She's got the fried onions in there. It's mm, fantastic. Mm, little crisp, little crunch. Give your palate something. And then I'm going honey baked ham has been a favorite. So number oh, two, honey oh. baked ham, fantastic. I can go with the ham over turkey. Um. And and then the the number one is the uh the sweet potatoes brown sugar um, maybe maybe get some like walnuts in there get some nut crunch going in there some almonds mm, uh, mm. get the marshmallows on top yeah now we're talking yes sir. yes sir and this podcast is sponsored by the HGTV network just so everybody is aware this is no Man, longer a sports episode all about food and Thanksgiving yeah Pedia lighting Gatorade too. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, let's get back to the action here. The second game, Rob, I think that's got to be the entree. That's the game everybody's excited about. We talked about the New York Giants stumbling last week at home to the Detroit Lions. They now go on the road four days later, and they have to face their NFC East division rival, Dallas Cowboys, and what is going to be a hostile environment, 430 Eastern on Fox. What do you make of this game? Rick, I mean, on the road, I'm going Dallas big, big. They are hosting Thanksgiving like they have for 40, 50, 60 years at this point. This is their game. Um, all eyes in the nation are going to be glued on them on that start time. They're the entree. They're the entree. The appetizer is the Lions, and then the dessert is the other team that we got going. Who else we got going? We got the Vikings going. I'll, I'll, we'll get to game number three, but game oh, number two is going to be a heavyweight matchup. You like the Cowboys in a blowout. I personally have not been buying the Giants' success this season. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not confident in their quarterback. They've made some uncharacteristic mistakes this season on defense. <clears throat> Saquon Barkley is phenomenal. Their run game is phenomenal. If they can control the clock, keep the Cowboys' offense off the field, and just run the ball – with Saquon, I think they stand a chance, but I am with you. You can clearly tell my attire donning the Cowboys gear. Not only do I love the Cowboys to win this game, but I think they're going to finish this season strong. Mm -hmm. They are getting hot at the right time. Kind of like the turkey. Hot. You want to cook it for a long time. Exactly. You want to make sure it's hot at the right time when you serve it. Because if you serve a cold turkey, the whole meal yeah. goes to a hand in a hand basket. <coughs> Hell in a hand basket. Something like that. So, well, let's, I want a little analogy here. 
the Giants are like the only weapon they have is Saquon Barkley. Um, they, what are you laughing at me for? I just, you know, this is a funny podcast. This is a very funny <laughs> podcast. You're a funny yeah. man, Jerry I, Seinfeld. A very dude, funny, funny man. man. Funny man. Funny how. Yeah. So um, the Giants are like rolling up to your aunt's house that you really don't want to go to. And the only thing that's good is is the entree. The only thing that they have good is the entree. They don't have good apps or anything like that. Saquon is their entree. And the Dallas Cowboys are the cool uncle and aunt's house that you want to roll up to that's got all the food. They got everything. They got the big play capabilities. That's my analogy right there. I love that analogy. And I'll tell you what, Rob, last year, the whole family and I went to the cool aunt and the cool uncle's house. We went to Jerry's World on Thanksgiving Day. It was a tradition that we wanted to be a part of. My much, much, much better half had been to the game before. She spoke highly of it, <clears throat> yep. living in Big D now, and uh, I was all in. And we went, and it was extremely memorable last year. I think this game has the potential to also be a very memorable Thanksgiving Day Cowboys game. Mm -hmm. And then for the dessert, we have the New England Patriots at – the Minnesota Vikings. And Rob, there is so much connected within these three games. They're woven together like a nice piece of apple pie crust. You know when it's woven together and you can just yeah. see a little bit of the apple in between. Yeah, like that. A little teaser, a little teaser for you. That is what Thanksgiving NFL slate we have this year in 2022 mm -hmm. because the Minnesota Vikings just hosted the Dallas Cowboys and the Vikings just got off this incredible road victory at Buffalo the week before mm -hmm. in what some say was the game of the year. Game of the year. They're hosting the Cowboys who are kind of like teetering on like, what's going on? Are the Cowboys for real? Are they not for real? Mm -hmm. And then boom, the Cowboys came in and slaughtered the Vikings in Minnesota, stunning, I think, pretty much everybody in the entire league. Yeah. Yeah. Now they've got to bounce back. They're at home Thanksgiving night against Bill Belichick, which, Rob, Bill Belichick, second winningest coach in the history of the NFL. He just beat the New York Jets at home on essentially a, burner. a punt return as the time expired to beat the Jets 10-3. to now, the weather wasn't ideal. They're going to be indoors in Minnesota. Do you like Bill Belichick on the road and the Patriots to send Minnesota to a second straight loss? I do. It's hard to beat Bill Belichick on primetime. And I I think that the, the, um, the Patriots always find a way to win. They have for many, many decades with him at the helm. They're also competing in a very tight AFC East with every team over 500. So you got to get your wins when you can get them. This would be a big win for the Patriots. The Vikings, they're trying to be the number one seed in the NFC, which is still very possible. This game would go a long way towards that. Rob, whatever happens the Thanksgiving day is going to be phenomenal. These games are going to be glorious. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the history and how far back 
NFL games date on Thanksgiving Day. Let's do it. All right. So here we go, folks. Since 1920, over 100 years ago, NFL games have been played on Thanksgiving Day. This isn't just some tradition that started 5, 10, 20 years ago. A hundred plus years ago, this tradition was started. And the Detroit Lions have hosted games every year since 1934. The Cowboys have hosted a game on Thanksgiving Day every year since 1966. And it was in 2006, a third game in prime time was added. So you've got the two afternoon games. You've got the evening game, which is a flex game, they call it. It's this game that isn't locked into one particular team. It allows the NFL, when they're making their schedules, to kind of put together a fun Thanksgiving Day matchup. And we've seen some really good ones over the last 15 years. We're going to talk about the history in a little while with some of those primetime games. But, Rob, Thanksgiving Day, it starts when you're a kid. And football. And when you're in high school, traditionally, your high school football team plays on Thanksgiving Day. Oftentimes, it wraps up their regular season. I think back to when we were in high school, and that was our rival. Our biggest game was on Thanksgiving Day. And it always included your regular season. Yeah, exactly. That was the Long Branch Red Bank Regional Rivalry one of the longest rivalries in the state of New Jersey. And Rick, you probably have one of the most legendary plays of all time. On I don't want to say Hall of Fame. I really don't want to go out on a limb and say Hall of Fame, but it's one of those memorable plays that sticks with you. It's almost like the butt fumble. Which we're going to talk about in a minute, but Rick had his own version of the butt fumble. Picture young Rick Brandt. 18 years old, senior year, going out on top, going to play at Kane University. He was a wide receiver, a safety, the punter, the kicker, you name it. Ricky did it. And there was a punt. Rick had a protector named Zach. And nobody rushed the punt. So Rick just assumed that Zach was going to run down the field and try to make the tackle for the punt that he was about to make. And he didn't look up. And he proceeded to take one or two extra steps and then slammed this punt directly into Zach's ass. And (laughs) this ball ricocheted backwards, probably about 20 yards, and it registered as like a negative punt. (laughs) Not even like a negative one, not even like a negative two, not even like, dude, we played in the windiest game ever and it sailed back. This was negative like 18 to 22 yards. (laughs) I can't say other than, yeah, Rob, that's right. That's exactly what happened. And that was on me. It wasn't a good play. (laughs) It's something I laugh about now years later. At the time, I didn't feel great about it. But years (laughs) later, we can have a chuckle about it. And we're going to get into that butt fumble, okay? But thank you for sharing with the entire listenership my butt punt memory on thanksgiving day thank you rob wouldn't be a brother's brand episode if i didn't now, throw at least the bus this concept of football games being played on thanksgiving day actually goes back even further than what we talked about before in 1920 
In fact, Rob, this tradition started in the 1800s, shortly after the game of football was invented. In fact, who started it? Yale and Princeton began this tradition. Tigers, Bulldogs, oh my. And then the University of Michigan, shortly thereafter, began playing on Thanksgiving Day. They played against the University of Chicago for several decades in the 1800s. And many cite that rivalry as the beginning of Thanksgiving Day football. How cool is that in the Midwest, Rob? Yeah, just America's heartland right there. Chicago, Michigan. I like it. Cold well, weather. you stay you stay right out there with cold weather because the Chicago Bears, the Green Bay Packers, and then yes, the New York football giants are teams that also played several years on Thanksgiving Day. No longer professional organizations. There are teams that used to play on Thanksgiving Day, but those three NFL teams, the Bears, Packers, and Jets, those are current NFL teams that used to play all the time on Thanksgiving Day. They so this, took turns this playing for back 100 many years. 100, 100 plus years tradition starts when you're young, when you're 14, 15, you know, 18 years old and just runs until you're, you know, um, in your in your 90s, just watching football on the couch with your family. So Speaking of watching football on the couch, Rob, I want to talk about the Detroit Lions and their first. Lay it on me. Lay it on me, dude. This, I, I did some history here. I did some reading, some research. I was research. very impressed when I saw this. Rob, and as you should be, because I was blown away. George Richards, the first owner of the Detroit Lions, he had this idea, and it was almost kind of gimmicky a little bit. He wanted to generate a little bit more listenership and viewership, and he wanted to differentiate the Lions from all the other teams. So he had this idea that let's let's get them on the radio, let's get them let's get them broadcasted across NBC on Thanksgiving Day. Let's play a game and get the national audience just to listen in. And he happened to also own uh, a major radio station, which was an affiliate of NBC at the time. That's helpful. So you pull a few strings, you connect a few dots, and Rob, the Detroit Lions began broadcasting their games on Thanksgiving Day across NBC. And it was after World War I and after World War II that the Lions and Packers, they played for 13 consecutive years up wow. till up till 1963 on Thanksgiving Day that was actually like you could say the first traditional NFL matchup of Thanksgiving Day football wow amazing then the lions began playing against the baltimore colts on thanksgiving day in 1965 and that rob was the first color television broadcast of an NFL game for the first time on Thanksgiving wow. Day in 1965. Football fans around the world could watch on TV the color of the uniforms, the fans, the field. How yeah. cool is that? That's so cool. And the Lions, despite old and senile and slow behind the wheel, still do serve a purpose in football. I love your dumb and dumb references. You don't get many of them on this podcast, but when you do, 
They're golden, right? I think I'm delusional from all the fluids I had today. I think you're sounding a lot better than you did at the beginning of the podcast. Let me just put that out there. All right, here we go, Rob. The following year in 1966, the Dallas Cowboys, just a few years after being created, began playing on Thanksgiving Day. It was in 1978 that they received an agreement from the commissioner's office guaranteeing them a Thanksgiving Day spot forever. So they started in the 60s, and by the late 70s, they were cemented into Thanksgiving Day tradition. It's amazing. I know. Detroit has since always had the early time slot, followed by Dallas. Quite quite the history lesson there. Here's one of the things that I love. You and I are stadium junkies. Mm. We love uniforms. We love helmets. (laughs) Like any type of little like intricacy, I think we geek out on. And I know a lot of our listeners do. So Thanksgiving Day has always been a fun day where not only do the Lions and the Cowboys, but many of their opponents will wear throwback jerseys. Mm. This year, the Cowboys, in fact, Rob, They'll be wearing their white helmets with the big navy blue star on it. Like your hat. Like my hat. And it's the style of the uniforms that the team first wore in the 60s when they were created. And it's been over a decade since they've worn them. So it'll be cool to see the Cowboys rocking some sweet helmets on Thanksgiving Day on Thursday. That's awesome. Now, one other thing. The Cowboys... Thanksgiving game has regularly been the most watched NFL season telecast each year. The Lions are oftentimes usually in the top five. So what does this mean? America, the world is watching on Thanksgiving Day. All eyes are glued. And I bet you there's some some Munich, Germany, and some UK followers that are going to be glued to their television. And Mexico City. Here's what's so cool is NFL games this year are taking place on Thanksgiving Day. We're also going to have some World Cup soccer games taking oh, place. Yeah. It's going to be a fan frenzy. Get your turkey leg and get on the couch and watch some TV this Thursday. Yeah, tell all the tell all the relatives to shh. I'm watching. I'm watching some Bills. The Bill game's Ryan. on. The game's on. The game's on. All right. Memorable games, Rob. We're just going to run through a couple of these. In 1976, O.J. Simpson of the Buffalo Bills set an NFL rushing record when he ran for 273 yards against the Detroit Lions in a Detroit victory, 27-14. So the team lost. Wow. O.J. ran for 273. That's That's absurd. That's crazy. I mean, listen, you're you're just so blown away. You're yawning to death over there. So I feel like Michael Jordan in the flu game right now. That's exactly what you are. You're going to come back with a game-winning shot at the end. Fans stick around. Exactly. In 1980, the Bears and the Lions went to the first overtime Thanksgiving Day game ever. And the Bears returned the overtime kickoff 95 yards for a game-winning touchdown, making it the shortest overtime period in NFL history. Wow, that's wild. So it's like, oh my gosh, we're going to get more football. And then the kickoffs return and the game's over. <laughs> it was 13 seconds long, Rob. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Now this one, some some would make the case this is the most memorable Thanksgiving Day NFL moment. 
and it was in 1993. You were a wee little pup at that age. Child, but yeah, go on. The Cowboys were leading 14 to 13 against the Miami Dolphins. Oh my gosh, this game's remaining in a rare snow-filled Texas stadium. So this game was being played on Thanksgiving Day in oh. Dallas. They have this stadium that is covered where the fans sit, but the field is open. So snow had fallen on the field. Yeah. I mean, they were attempting a game-winning 40-yard field goal that ended up getting blocked by the Cowboys. The ball landed beyond the line of scrimmage, and by rule, once the ball stopped moving, the play would end. But the Rob, Cowboys would win. Exactly. Dallas would gain possession, unfortunately. However, Cowboys lineman Leon Lett, and he's unfortunately always, always synonymous with this play, tried to pick up the ball, not knowing the rule, slipped on the snow, fell, and knocked the ball forward. This made the ball live. The Dolphins fell on it on the two-yard line with the recovery. Miami got a second opportunity to kick then a game-winning, much shorter field goal, and they made it. 16-14, that was it. That's what most people think of when they think of Thanksgiving football. And you can't see that bloopers all over the place. Yeah, we can't leave the Thanksgiving festivities without talking about Randy Moss. You got Mossed in his rookie year, came out and caught three touchdowns for all of them were over 50 yards in the Thanksgiving game. Yeah, Randy Moss, unbelievable breakout star. He was on the scene Thanksgiving Day. That was pretty epic. That was back in 98, actually. And then one of the, um, I think my favorite, Rob, primetime games in the history of Thanksgiving since they started in 2006 was in 2011 when the Baltimore Ravens and the San Francisco 49ers played against each other. And it was a matchup of coaches and brothers, John and Jim Harbaugh. It's pretty epic. Ironically, they would play the following year in the Super Bowl. So um, that was a really cool thing. Yeah. Think about it. The Harbaugh family all got to be together for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that is um, cool. That was pretty epic. And then in 2012, the following year, Mark Sanchez became famous with the butt fumble in which he ran into his own New York Jets offensive lineman, fumbling the ball, leading to the New England Patriots picking it up, scooping and scoring, and it was really pretty much the demise of the Jets and the Sanchez era in New York at that point. Yes. What a time. What a time. Rob, I talked about it earlier last year. Got a chance to go to the Las Vegas Raiders, Dallas Cowboys, 36-33 overtime thriller in Big D. What was that like? Oh, the atmosphere is unlike any other. Um, just, you know, the whole world's watching and the players know it. They put on a halftime show. I'm going to talk about that actually in just a little bit. Um, it's not the Super Bowl halftime show, but it's pretty cool. And um, it was only the sixth overtime game on Thanksgiving Day. Um, and it was the first wow. in over 10 years. So that was pretty cool. Wild. And then uh, the Bills beat the Saints in New Orleans that night in prime time. Ooh. Coincidentally, the Bills are back on for Thanksgiving Day. Playing at Detroit this year. Bring him back. 
Rob, tell the listeners, who is the only NFL team to have never played on Thanksgiving Day? I don't know. Pop quiz with the flu game going on right now? Fair enough. Fair enough. You know what? That was rude. I apologize. Folks, the Jacksonville Jaguars, just spitting knowledge over here, Jacksonville Jaguars, who joined the NFL in 95, they're the only team to have never played on Thanksgiving Day. The Los Angeles Rams have not (laughs) played on the holiday since 1975. Something tells me those teams might be playing soon on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Here we go, Rob. This, I'm getting chills. I haven't even brought it up yet. Fasten your seatbelts. Take another Tylenol. Here we go. Final stretch here, Rob. 1989, John Madden, who was calling Thanksgiving games at the time, he began awarding most valuable players. He started giving them the turkey leg award. So this guy just, his charismatic personality, he actually was giving physical cooked turkey legs out as MVP trophies on Thanksgiving Day. And this whole concept, it stuck. It was just like celebrated. The players would take these bites out of these turkey legs on camera during the interviews. Um, Rob, it was, I mean, you remember this, don't you? I remember it. Yeah, the seasoning was pretty good. <laughs> Madden brought this award to Fox in 94 and then continued it through his broadcasting career up until 2001. Fox later created what is called the Galloping Gobbler Award. Um, it, it, it's just so hilarious. And then um, th- they're actually calling the MVPs now. They'll be named in honor of John Madden, who passed away last year, mm-hmm. the Madden player of the game. That's and the awesome. NFL Foundation will be donating $10,000 to each winner for a uh, donation to be made into a high school football program or a youth football program of that player's choice. So um, cool stuff, really recognizing John awesome. Madden. Love that. Hopefully keeping the uh, memory of him uh, just going for many, many years and uh, all the stuff that he did. He called 20 NFL games on Thanksgiving Day as a broadcaster. Dude was a goat. He had the highlighter. All right. Um, Well, Speaking of charitable situations, you got the United Way, which is synonymous with Detroit. Um, They're uh, the charitable component to that game. And down in Dallas is the Salvation Army. This year, Rob, actually, the Cowboys, they'll be hosting uh, the uh, the Thanksgiving Day game. And it's not a Super Bowl halftime show, but it's a halftime show. And for the past 26 years, they've hosted the Red Kettle Kickoff, which ties into the Salvation Army theme. Um, it's, it's a longstanding partnership they have. And this year, Rob, your favorite band, the Jonas Brothers, will be playing Love at uh, halftime. So um, they're going to be returning. They uh, played in 2008, which mm. was the last season at Texas Stadium. But uh, they're coming back yeah, I got for there. another got round. There. I got their CD at that one. You know what? I, that's the one you had signed, didn't it? Yeah. And the mixtape. And the mixtape. That's when you were listening to them on, uh, what was it? Was Walk it? Uh, Walkman. What was it? Walkmans. Walkmans. That's right. I loved a good Walkman. All right. Well, this has been an awesome episode, Ricky. It has been a fantastic episode. It's going to be a great Thanksgiving. I hope all of our listeners out there enjoy it with their families, their football. Uh, Rob, I hope you get better for the holiday. And for all you listeners out there, I'm Rick Brandt. 
I'm Rob Brand, and we're the Brothers Brand. Thanks for listening. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.